Hello and welcome to the Beatles World Cup where 213 Beatles songs each week are squished down to four like a little plate of petit four and uh, we eat three of those and one of them goes back in the fridge to come out again in a few weeks time. <laughs> At the next conference. At the next conference. Uh, I'm Jono. I'm Rob. Now, Rob, uh, last week was just a crazy, crazy, crazy week where uh, a day in the life got through, uh, you know, well done on its own merits, but we did have to say goodbye to yesterday and the long and winding road, which just was, didn't feel right. I can't believe we killed not one, but two of Paul's best ballads in one week. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Realize, you know, some people definitely had some views uh but i think in general hopefully we're all in agreement that you know we kind of picked at least one good one yeah if it had been mr moonlight i could understand a reaction you know (laughs) we could have wrong-footed everyone we could have uh we were expecting possibly some more stone cold classics this week but um we were uh, pleasantly surprised (laughs) when we got what for rob we got Jono. It's all too much from Yellow Submarine. Words of love from Beatles for Sale. I should have known better from A Hard Day's Night. And the continuing story of Bungalow Bill from the White Album. Let's crack into it. It is Heat 44 of the Beatles World Cup. Let's get into this. Interesting mix this week. Interesting mix. And we're going to kick things off with It's All Too Much. It's All Too Much, Jono. Yeah, this one starts with feedback, like it's about to be a Black Sabbath track or something. (laughs) Whenever it comes on, I think, what the hell is this? Then it becomes something a bit quirkier sounding. The guitar still stays quite fuzzy, though. Um, And while it's just George droning, it's all too much, it's all too much at first, it does move into more of a lyric but not much more overall i think it's pretty forgettable apparently it's lsd inspired which is something i don't detect at all so i think it's more the inspiration than something we're supposed to hear in the song and take away from it like oh let's go and have some lsd now this was the period i think where george saw lsd as a gateway to moving into meditation you know, like you get high on LSD, you see the possibilities of the universe, mm. but then to keep getting high, you have to get rid of the drugs and, you know, get into meditation and, and do it in a completely straight sort of way. But again, you don't take that away from the track. He's, he's not singing about that in the track, but that's what was going on in his life at the time and was the inspiration, I guess, for this song. He had that quote, wasn't it? Like when he, uh, I wasn't sure if it was when he got spiked, because they all got spiked the first time. Yes. I think. Uh, or it was just a time after that where he said he um, got hundreds of years of, um, you know, history and, and world view in the space of 12 hours. It's like, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, I'll have what he's having. Um yeah, it, it, it's interesting. It, so this wasn't project. This is kind of that period just after Pepper, right? So they've they've done Sergeant Pepper, and this is that sort of bit where they're doing a whole bunch of other stuff. I think was this Baby You're a Rich Man period as well. It would be, yeah, kind of yeah. around then. Um, interestingly, George Martin uh, wasn't available to produce this. Uh, can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. 
Like I say, it starts sounding like Black Sabbath or something. Do you, hmm. do you ever put it on? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, what's I'll, this? I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I This is one of those ones that's just gone completely under the radar with me for a long time. Do you remember when we talked about Hey Bulldog? And it was like, this is such a rarity. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you forget that you've heard it. And um, certainly when I've come across this, it's been rare that I've I've really I've taken much notice of it. Yeah, so, but Hey Bulldog is good. But I quite like this. I think it's a bit overlooked. Um, it's a bit crazy. Yeah, the feedback's crazy. interesting. It's their only feedback, apart from I feel fine. I think that they really played around with. Probably. And I yeah. feel fine was for what three or four seconds. This is pretty much a whole song. Mm, mm. Um, I quite like it. I quite yeah. like it. It's a bit crazy and a bit bit weird. And I feel like it has got an LSD vibe. It's got a, definitely got a sort of a slight psychedelia vibe in it. Mm-hmm. A little. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I think this is like, not, it's not exactly a hidden gem, but sort of like an interesting curio. Yeah, it's something you would point a friend at and say, give it a listen. It's kind of interesting. Not give it a listen. It'll change your life. Mm. Or give it a listen. It's a, it's a hidden gem. No. Uh, it's no. interesting when you look at the lyrics of this written out. Literally half of them are the second half of "It's All Too Much." <laughs> yeah, again and again and again. Yeah, and you think who? Who do you think's repetitive? Uh, Carl like, Perkins. Carl, Carl Perkins. <laughs> you think Carl Perkins is repetitive? Honey, don't. Honey, don't. Honey, don't. don't. Honey, don't. <laughs> Uh, it's all too much. It's not too much for me. I think I'm. I'm. Uh, there's a little. I'm interested in this one. Okay. I'm not going to write it off. Anyway. Right. Uh, let's go from It's All Too Much to Words of Love. Yeah, Buddy Holly's single here from 57, for Buddy that is. Uh, and the guys had played it a lot in the late 50s, early 60s as part of their stage act. Notably, I believe it was John and George who would harmonise on it back in those times. But on the LP, it's John, George and Paul all getting into it. So that was a bit different to their stage act, I guess. I mean, because sometimes you can listen to the records and, and imagine what the stage act would have been like, but apparently this is slightly different because Paul wasn't doing it on stage. Um, there's some nice harmonies going on, as you'd imagine, when the three of them are singing together. And I think they're really giving it a crack, uh, whether that's just because it's early days and they're just trying hard in general or because they really revere Buddy Holly and they want to really do a great version of Buddy's song. I don't know. But I think it's very pleasant to listen to. I think it's a really nice track. It is pleasant and nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, they're singing low. Like, yeah. They're definitely a lower register than probably what we're used to. Um yeah, this is nice. Nice guitar work in the background. It's kind of simple, simplistic, easy to listen to. Ringo's playing a packing case. <laughs> Literally, that's his, that's his instrument listed. Yeah, um, oh, there, there are times in the Beatles recording history where they said um, we wanted each song to sort of be a bit different to the one before. So they would try and reach out for those strange instruments, whether it was George Martin getting some guest people in to, to play you know woodwind and stuff that the guys couldn't play or whether it was Ringo banging away on something strange like that mm. you know and it, it's it, that's part of the creativity and imagination that was always 
with them, I think, not just in the later period, like when they got to Pepper, mm. but even in the early days, they were like, oh, can we do this? Can we do that? You know, what if we stick a microphone next to this? You know, what will happen? Curiosity, I think, in the studio. Great thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, words of love. Cute. Lovely. Nice. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Not much more. Uh, let's move on to I Should Have Known Better. Yeah. Oh, God. This is the guys at the top of their game in the early days. I think they've absolutely perfected pop songwriting here, Jono. Um, they haven't taken the step to being experimental and doing a lot of studio trickery like we were talking about a moment ago, you know, with regard to when they got to Pepper and stuff. But at the same time, they've still taken a few steps up from where they started, you know, where they were writing decent pop here. I think this is just really, really good pop. It's a perfect slice of pop, in fact. And notably, I'm going to call it out, this is a John song where he likes the girl, she likes him, and things are all right. <laughs> it's it's very rare for a John lyric, so I'm, I'm going to call it out for that. Nice. Um... Yeah, I, I love I love the can't you see can't you see but it's just those yeah. There's yeah. there's certain parts of John songs where he's got that kind of like yearning, searching kind of sound, like mm-hmm. quite almost like a slight desperation yeah. uh, to his voice, which I really like. It's, it's he's got it across a few of them. Um, it's not a perfect song, Rob, and I'll tell you why okay. because there is. A w- very obvious clunky edit. One of the only sort of real technical like clunks I reckon that you can pick out easily uh, in the second chorus. I mean, it just definitely feels like a, a tape splice gone wrong. Really? Yeah. I'll have to listen out for I it. Might be over, I might be overstating it a bit, but definitely once you hear it, you hear it. Mm. Sorry. I'm, don't wanna... I'm probably too busy dancing around the room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite a mover, John. I, I get around. I've heard. I've yeah. heard. Yeah. Um, it's their last song with a harmonica intro. There are a few of those. This is the mm-hmm. last one. It's all it's all gone from here. They brought it back in Rocky Raccoon, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But that was it, wasn't it? Rocky it Raccoon be. was the last. Um, yeah, this this is this is really nice and definitely classic early Beatles. Yeah. Oh yeah, it just sounds like uh, I've said before on the show. When you think of early Beatles, you think of a song like this. Yeah. Full stop. Yep. And yeah, yeah, definitely a positive positive spin. I like mm. it. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Hey, speaking of uh, Rocky Raccoon, uh, yes. probably being hunted by Bungalow Bill, <laughs> because we're now at this continuing story of Bungalow Bill. So, uh, <laughs> Rob, let's hear all the children sing. All the children sing. Uh, an odd song, this one, Jono, with an equally odd backstory. Because we're back in India with the Maharishi and staying at the same ashram as the Beatles and the Maharishi was this rich American woman and her all-American college star son. Anyway, off they went on the back of elephants, I believe, to shoot a tiger, which they, they duly did. And Lennon thought it was just ridiculous, you know, basically going off to kill a beautiful animal. And then coming back to an ashram to be all spiritual and such, he thought this was nonsense. So the song is basically a rip on that young man, you know, going off to hunt his tiger. Um, I quite like it. I don't think it's a great, amazing song, but I think it's really fun. 
and very, very listenable. And when it comes on and you called out, you know, all the children sing, you know, in the chorus where everyone's singing, you can hear Yoko singing in there quite up in the mix. Um, it's just it's just a really joyous sort of little song to listen to, even though the subject matter is quite quite sad, actually. This, this idiot American kid going off and shooting a tiger. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a little soft spot for this song. Uh, it mm-hmm. is silly. It, well, not silly, but it's just a bit strange. Um, but there's something about it. It is... Uh, I love this sort of like the, the everybody, come on, let's sing along vibe to yeah. the chorus. Um, Yoko's in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maureen yes. is in there as well. She is also thanks, one Mo. of the singers. Yep. Thanks, thanks, Mo. And um, yeah, there's something about this. Uh, and it, I think it's because I, I really like like the first half of the first uh, of the first album of the White Album. Mm-hmm. So like part one of four, I think is the most. It, it's it's all over the place, but it's not quite so all over the place as the rest of the album. Uh, mm-hmm. the most interesting side of the four sides. Yeah, I and think they is, stacked it with the better stuff. Yeah, maybe. But I really, I, I don't know, I really like this. I love the yeah. way that it, it goes into, hey, up, into my guitar gently weeps. It's like, perfect. Mm-hmm. It is good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Weird, but good. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Well, we've got some we've got some things to talk about then, Rob. We've got four interesting tracks, you know, that I don't think we've, we've slated any of them this week, which is good. No. Not that we generally oh, tend I mean, to slate them, but, you know. Um, I, I think all too, it's all too much as a, it was a bit forgettable. Yeah. But, mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> you're not putting that through, are you? But, uh, <laughs> let's talk about you. Uh, it's all too much. Words of love. I should have known better in the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. Mm-hmm. I think I know where you're going, Rob, but go with it. Yeah. I'll just say it. I'm going with I should have known better, Jono. Mm-hmm. I should have known better, but I'm going to agree with you. I am this week. Oh, I thought you were going to pull a bungalow bill on me. No, I really uh, look. I <sighs> bungalow grill is great, but it is. It's not. You wouldn't call it Stone Cold Beatles classic, would you? Um, no, but it's so enjoyable to listen to at the same time. It is. I really actually really like it. I have a huge soft spot for that song. Um, but I should have known better. It just encompasses the Beatles in their early days so nicely yeah so i think i think it's different it's, it's a go-through words of love yeah yeah uh and it's all too much well it was a bit too much but i would i'm, I'm happily i would happily go back and have a proper listen to that again okay. i feel like it's under it's 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 hidden away too much we should we should give it some light sure and then put it away again for another <laughs> 20, 20 years, years. yeah <laughs> Oh, that was easy. There we go. I should have known better. Is through to the next round. Um, those rounds are slowly sliding away. Heat 45 next week. Let's draw out some uh, some random tracks, Rob. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. First one out. <laughs> Run for your life. Ooh, rubber soul alert. We need to have a little rubber soul a wooga, a wooga. We we have had that suggestion from a certain work bestie. Okay. Yes. Uh, oh, the last of the revolutions. Revolution number nine. Number, number nine. nine. Number nine. From the White Album. Yes. 
right, here we go. Uh, if I needed someone. Oh, it's double rubber, rubber soul next week, Jono. Double soul. Double soul. And the last, oh, the last one, Free as a Bird. Oh, gosh, from Anthology. Yeah, the second of the new track. Well, new, but, you know, yeah, because we've already done Real Love, died a flaming death, but let's see what Free as a Bird does next week. We have a listener out there, Steve. Steve has asked about Free as a Bird before. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Here it is, So here it is, Steve. It's coming, week 45. The bird will fly, or will it? We'll see. We'll see. Hey, uh, if you want to get in touch, please do. The Beatles World Cup at gmail.com is our email address. We're on Facebook, the Beatles World Cup, on Twitter, at Beatles World Cup, and our poll for this week will be up very shortly, and you can uh, tell us what you think. We love your yeah. feedback. We do. All very of much. it. Haven't heard from Tom in a while. Just saying, Tom. No, it's true. What's going on? Don't know. Always enjoyed uh, his thoughts. All right. Have a fantastic week. We will chat to you again in a week's time. Bye for now. So long.